0: Another meeting with the JLA was on the horizon, and if we wanted to catch up with the individual heroes before getting back to the full team, we had a whirlwind tour of cities to visit first. We started by catching up on the news in Metropolis, the city of Bizarro, Titano, Mermaids, and the Daily Planet. Now, if we could just avoid any dream sequences, we might even have some
1: fun. Hi, my name is John. And I'm Matthew. And we are the DC Detectives. It is our job to go back through the annals of DC Comics history and chronicle the evolution of all your favorite heroes from start to
0: every reversible finish.
1: Okay, we got a lot of ground to cover today. Oh, and, boy. And it really isn't. It's it's literally only two years. It's not a lot of time, but it's a lot of books because of books. Superman and Batman were just in everything. So luckily, <laughs> we're only just covering action and Superman. Maybe someday,
0: just. Good God, this maybe, took a while to get through. Yeah,
1: maybe someday we'll cover Superboy just in like a big chunk and just be like, this is what this was like. These are the types of stories that Superboy was... Uh, Bottom line, though, we're covering a a lot of action and a lot of Superman comics, so we're just going to dive right into it. I know Joanne's, like, got her clock ready. There's cats all over the place because the office is in construction, so if you hear weird noises, it's cats. Okay, so we're going to start with Action Comics number 258, November 1959. A rebel general of a foreign nation uses Cosmic Man, a really elaborate robot that he creates, to uh, attempt to win over the nash uh, the nation's president and get the robot invited there so he can use the robot to assassinate the president and obviously superman is a foreign correspondent at this time and notices that cosmic man is a robot and stops him effectively action comics number 259 december 1959 red kryptonite teleports superboy into the future to basically just hang out with Superman and Luthor says, well, this is a great idea and pits Superman and Superboy against each other or he'll kill Lana Lang, adult Lana Lang and Lois Lane, which I guess was a story. It was really stupid because like the first half is Superman and Superboy like fighting about like, well, you're a lot b- more boring and mean than I thought I'd be in the future and like, you're an idiot when I was a kid. and uh, Just, it's a stupid story.
0: And, and it's especially like, disjointed like we're gonna see that over and over again these these don't feel like well structured stories we've been spoiled the last couple episodes yeah reasonably well structured stories
1: yeah and and i'm gonna i'm gonna go out on a limb and say the best writer of this group is is siegel Hmm. because he wrote my favorite story it's not the best story but i think it's the most well-written story we've also got uh, a number of artists going around um there's, there's Otto Binder, who uh, is one of the writers. So the, the writers we've got right now are, are Siegel, uh, Bernstein, and Binder. Uh, Otto Binder, Robert Bernstein, and Jerry Siegel. Obviously, Jerry Siegel is one of the two men who was credited with the creation of Superman. And then the artists, you have uh, Wayne Boring, uh, Al Plastino, Kurt Swan, and Schaffenberger. Mm. And I think my two favorite here are Swan and Schaffenberger. I like... Kurt Swan's Kurt Swan does good proportions on humans, and it's a lighter, more cartoony feel. And Schaffenberger, as we've said every time he shows up, does just an amazing job of doing really, really good art. We saw him on Green Lantern. We see him in Superman, so he's just around doing good work. So we're gonna move on to Superman number one thirty-four, January nineteen sixty. Happy New Year! An evil scientist from Kandor named Cull X teleports himself into Superman's place, takes Superman's place, attempts to ruin his reputation because when Cull xs dad was on Krypton, he believed that Jor-El stole his idea for a car for Krypton and vowed to ruin Jor-El's future and blah, 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 blah. Eventually, Cull x realizes that he ruined his dad's chances and Jor-El, just by happenstance, came up with the exact same idea and feels bad about it and then they switch back after Supergirl's like, you're not Superman because you obviously don't know who I am. Action Comics number two hundred and sixty, January nineteen sixty. Superman and Supergirl use disguises to convince or fool, rather, some aliens who have a you know vengeance boner for Krypton uh, for Kryptonians. And um, as they find that there are Kryptonians on Earth, they vow to destroy it. And then basically Kara pretends to be a woman named Mighty Maid that woos Superman to go to her dimension and leave Earth. So the aliens are like, well, there's no Kryptonians for us to kill. Guess we won't invade Earth. And then they leave. And there's there's a weird moment of, of Superman and his cousin kissing romantically uh, to sell. Was there actually a kiss? Oh, God, yeah. I
0: didn't notice that yeah. the first time through. They, they
1: sell the romance so much so that Lois falls for it. Let's put it that way.
0: I mean, Lois falls for a lot, but we as the readers fall for it.
1: Right. So, that's weird. But, yeah. you know, whatever. Superman number 135, February 1960. Lois attempts to prove that Clark is Superman. For for pages. Again. Uh, the return of Lori Lemaris. You remember how we said there must have been some sort of editorial mandate about mermaid girlfriends? Well superman's mermaid girlfriend is back and uh he tries to marry her but ends up in in some ensuing conflict Lori gets hurt and superman must find a, uh, a doctor for her finds a merman doctor from another planet who then she falls in love with and she's like you know what maybe i should live with the merman who can live under sea with me forever not that superman can't which i feel is a weird excuse but it seems very much like she tries to pull a, like, it's my people sort of an excuse. And I'm like, that's strange. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, there's no reason why you can't be with him, Lori. I don't understand what what's going on here. But she seems very adamant that her and, and Kal-El cannot be together, so they are not. Uh, the final story. Mr. Mixius Pitalik returns to uh, just cause general mayhem and muck with Superman and his reputation by saying, like, hey... Uh, do some shit for me, or I'll destroy the planet. Superman's like, well, fine, I guess. And then when he's done, he goes, now that you've done this for me, I want to take you back to my girlfriend in the fifth dimension. But I can't decide if I want you, Superboy, or Superbaby, which was a thing, I guess, at the time. Okay. So he makes Superboy, Superbaby, and Superman show up. Uh, Superman sends three robots, Super Superman robots, of Superbaby, Superboy, and Superman And they all just cause enough destruction that they accidentally get Mr. Mixius Pitelek to spell his name backwards, therefore also saying it backwards and disappear back to the fifth dimension for another 90 days. And we are rid of the fifth dimensional imp again. And Superman presumably must repair his reputation with everyone in Metropolis. (laughs) I feel
0: like given how often someone disguises themselves as Superman, he just kind of has, he has like a press release that's already like templated out.
1: Yeah, it wasn't me, sorry.
0: So one thing worth noting about that issue, uh, I think that's the first instance in this run of stories where it feels like chunks of the story were determined by the cover like yeah it we've certainly always had like oh the sometimes it's clear like someone had a cool idea for an idea for a story and or a cover and then the story came out of that here it feels like it's not just that it's forced and we're going to see that time and again yeah we're going to see it in dream sequences where the cover moment is incidental to the plot and i hate
1: it Speaking of, it's that next story. Action Comics, number 261, February 1960. A bunch of bad guys try to blow up the Fortress of Solitude. And on the cover of this one is like some weird sort of like Swami character making melty face statues within the Fortress of Solitude try to kill Superman. Put a picture of it on the Instagram. Yeah, a bunch of guys try to blow up the Fortress of Solitude while Superman's walking people through it to like for charity and explaining what things are in the Fortress. And of course, they don't succeed. And one of the things has to do with the Swami ghost. Missed human person i say swami because it's a a guy dressed like a genie essentially it's it's generic weird middle eastern villain but also a space force m- mist ghost man it's it's not important That's the
0: name of the next power ranger series
1: space force mist ghost man yeah sure it's like danny phantom but worse <laughs> um bottom line being it's part of the story which doesn't center around that thing but it just happens to be that thing. And it's also on the cover. Uh, we're going to move to Action Comics number 262, March 1960. Clark, Lois, Perry, and Jimmy are put in an, in an alternate dimension while they're exploring some ruins where they're just uh, surrounded by strange nature. And it's weird enough that Clark has no power. So he has to Superman with natural ingenuity for like a couple days while they're there until they are free. Superman number 136, April 1960. An alien from the future travels back in time to meet Lois because he is destined to marry her, but also dies after bringing her back to the future. And realizing that she's not happy, sends her back in time to be with Superman and dies in the process. Uh, The second story in Superman 136, uh, a story as to just how Kryptonite was discovered by Superboy. In the third story, Superman tries to make an old man laugh for charity, which yep. is literally the whole plot of that story, where he just pratfalls until the old man doesn't laugh, changes into the, into Clark Kent, sees a boy about to get hurt by something, and in front of the old man changes into Superman, and the guy laughs because he's like, imagine that, Clark Kent being Superman and charity money, I guess. It's very stupid. It's the kind of thing
0: that would work great as a one-page gag.
1: Yes, uh, action number 263, April 1960. Superman is imprisoned on Bizarro World for trying to help everybody on Bizarro World because on Bizarro World, imperfection is the law and Superman trying to make everything perfect is actually against the law. So Bizarro, last time we you know saw the imperfect duplicate of Superman, moved to a planet elsewhere in parts unknown in the galaxy with Bizarro Lois that they had made so that he was with someone and didn't try to steal Lois Prime. So him and Lois, or him and Bizarro Lois, find a planet that they enjoy, and they're lonely. So with the imperfect duplicate machine, just make hundreds of copies of themselves, put giant Flavor Flav medallions around their necks that say Bizarro Number 1 and Lois Bizarro Number 1. Never made that connection. And they just walk around with these giant name tags and they have made a functioning society out of imperfect duplicates of them. Here's the thing that I don't think anyone thought of. Now there's just Superman-level powered beings on a planet somewhere not doing anything bad until they get pissed off.
0: God, how great would it be... If they were the cavalry during the Crisis on Infinite Earths. Oh my god,
1: I would love... I'm waiting for the limited-run series, Planet of Bizarro's. Why has that not I, happened? I,
0: okay, I'm gonna make a pitch. Bizarro, uh, Lois, and Bizarro are infiltrating Earth, and... As part of their infiltration, decide to go on one of those uh, marriage reality shows. Oh, God. Where they're de- they're determined. <laughs> everyone is determined to give them the perfect wedding. Oh no! And there's no. just a, like a beat moment where they're just looking at everything, just perfectly laid out. The cake is stellar. The mm. all of the ornamentation is perfect. The the uh, all the groomsmen are perfectly groomed. The guy uh, the efficient just looks immaculate. Beat moment. And they just start wrecking shit.
1: <laughs> no, just very, very softly. Bizarro love this. He loves it. Bizarro love oh, this. Goodness. And just starts destroying <laughs> everything. Because oh, Bizarro god. speaks in negatives. <laughs> uh, and, or opposites. Yep, and, oh my god, that would be amazing.
0: <laughs> I just want... I want... Waller oh, you just know. Like, oh, you god, know dude, Waller's pissed gave, as hell. Who gave Bizarro nice things?
1: Yeah. Anyway... <laughs> bizarros aside um yeah so superman is imprisoned at the end of the story and that's where superman number 130 uh and that's that's where action comics number 263 actually ends and we move on to superman number 137 may 1960 um a force clone of superman is raised by two criminals and becomes super bully very original and is then finally tasked, when he is an adult, because this guy has been growing up on Earth the exact same time as Clark, to finally get rid of Superman. And then when he realizes that he's been used by his parents, just shows up at their place and blows himself up because he's a Force entity and destroys himself. And I'm not talking Force, capital F, like, use the Force Luke. I'm talking, like, Force of Nature, cosmic, physical, kinetic energy force. That, like, some sort of Force clone was made... When Clark's rocket struck a ship with scientific apparatus uh, on it, as Krypton exploded, and this clone was made.
0: It's like a Green Lantern construct.
1: Yeah, Action Comics number two sixty-four, May nineteen sixty. We return to the storyline where Superman is imprisoned on Bizarro World, and he essentially just kind of has this weird dream about like having been turned into a Bizarro himself, but with oh, his own I wits. God, that and was goes, all a dream. Goes back to Earth. And everyone's like, no, you're Bizarro, and then wakes up, realizes that he's still on trial, says like, hey, your Earth isn't imperfect, It, your Bizarro world looks like my world, shows them a picture of the planet from a distance, and they're like, oh shit, yeah, I guess our rules don't make any sense, I guess? Like, by showing them a picture of their planet, it immediately invalidates their entire code of law, and they're like, we're sorry, Superman, and he goes, no, it's cool, hold on and terraforms their planet into a cube so good so that they're happy and they're like wow that superman's an all right guy thanks superman he's like you got it bizarros and then just fucking bails and that's the end of the story and i'm like okay still a giant planet full of superman level beings that think the opposite of normal conventional feelings that are very easily pissed off shouldn't we be concerned about this but no, apparently not. Um, Action Comics number 265, June 1960. Superman helps Hyperman live his best life before he dies. Hyperman is just another Superman-level entity in a different dimension who has pretty much the exact same life as Superman. It's really kind of the first, in my opinion, hinted a multiverse version of Superman. Huh. Because he's he's Superman. Yeah. Just with yeah. slight differences, and he's in a different dimension, which could be universe. That's a that's a multiverse version of superman. They look almost identical. In fact, identical enough that they try to do the let's fool hyperman's girlfriend into thinking that he's actually who he says he is and not hyperman beca- and have superman dress up like hyperman. It's a it's a, it's a multiverse superman.
0: Throw Bruce into the picture and suddenly everyone's confused. Yeah,
1: really. And so oh god, yeah, Bruce looks exactly like Clark because uh, all men look the same, dumb.
0: Turns out if your art style is really restricted,
1: Yeah, really? God. So Superman goes to Hyperman's world, realizes that Hyperman's actually going to die very soon due to the radiation uh, that he's absorbing through his Kryptonite, and gets Hyperman to accidentally... uh, He forces Hyperman to reveal his identity so he can live his life with his love for about a year before dying of radiation poisoning, essentially. And it's kind of a weird, shitty, like... He didn't get to decide that's how he wanted to live his life, but also Yaya kind of let him live a really nice way instead of him denying the love that he clearly felt for this woman. It's very gray area, but also he's lucky it worked because if it didn't, it'd be a problem.
0: Yeah. It Honestly, the the thing that gets me with it most is it's an occasional reminder of, hey, if if it takes this much for your not-clone to... Live a happy life and accept happiness. Go get therapy.
1: Yeah, really. It's there's a there's a lot going on there. Superman number one thirty-eight, July nineteen sixty. Titano the Super Ape returns. Woo. So do you remember the last time we covered Superman? If you don't Try go back and
0: to remember. Yeah,
1: go go back and listen to those episodes. Um Superman and Lois Lane encountered an ape that was bathed in kryptonite rays in space. Very much a la Fantastic Four. And became giant and had kryptonite vision. And Superman chucked it back into the past to be with dinosaurs because he's a dick like that. (laughs) And Superman's like, I wonder how Titano's doing as he looks with this ancient Kryptonian machine that he's been fiddling with in his Fortress of Solitude. And he's like, oh, it's it's a past time viewer. Perfect. I can look at that giant ape that I was mean to. And the machine isn't just a TV viewer. It's also a teleporter. So it pulls Titano out of the past and back into the present. Superman has to deal with it and just ends up sending him back into the past. Uh, The next story is Clark goes to a costume party dressed as the devil. And I forgot about that. And like everyone else at the party is dressed as superheroes, which is hilarious. Like Aquaman, Batman, green arrow. And I'm like, Hey, look, we've acknowledged that these people exist. They very easily could have just done generic Halloween people. But I'm like, you guys are actually saying like, these characters exist because remember 1960 is when JLA is happening so they have now fully committed aside from Batman to acknowledging that the these other heroes exist within the DC universe as far as Superman is concerned which I thought was kind of neat Mm -hmm. um and while dressed as the devil sees two criminals being shitty and shenanigans ensue as he pretends to be the devil and Superman's his way into convincing them to be good and surrender themselves to the police Uh, The final story in 138, Laurie's back. Oh, that pesky mermaid. And she thinks that Clark is just, you know, living his life wrong. So she decides to try and get him to propose to Lois Lane. And some of the most preposterous, dumb strategies I've ever seen. And uh, by one of them being putting lifelike Lois Lane masks on fish so that when he goes underwater, he just sees Lois's face on fish. And she's like, this will make him fall in love with Lois. And I'm like, that's not like a nightmare scenario where every fish just looks like Lois Lane. It's
0: it's a visual. Yeah, It's a visual.
1: Lori's operating off of nightmare logic, which I guess <laughs> is what's going on in Atlantis. So whatever. I mean, we, we've seen Aquaman. Um, Action Comics number 266, July 1960. Uh, an, Amazonian, an Amazonian princess from outer space threatens Earth if Superman doesn't marry her. He gets married to her and then acts like a jerk to get her to want to annul the marriage. And then when he leaves, he sets their planet up for life with water, which is apparently a very weak uh, limited resource on the planet. And they're like, oh, we're sorry. I guess we'll destroy our planet destruction, Ray, while we're at it because you were actually a pretty okay guy. Superman number 139, August 1960. Superman pretends to marry newly widowed, with air quotes, Lori, to get Lois to marry an eligible naval bachelor. Um... Essentially, Clark sees Lois being pursued by a guy who is wealthy, powerful, and handsome, and who actually genuinely likes her, and says, like, gosh, Lois shouldn't wait for me. She should be with this guy. So he goes to Lori and her mermaid husband and is like, hey, I got a plan. Why don't you pretend to be dead, Lori's husband? And I pretend to, to marry Lori, and I go and live in Atlantis and pretend to have, like, converted myself to a mermaid, so, I, so Lois moves on. It's a dumb plan. Doesn't work, obviously. Uh bu- 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 Oh, yeah. The rest of the story is in 139. Clark, looked, uh, Clark is locked up doing foreign correspondence stuff in a foreign country and Superman's his way out of jail from the tyrant jailer. And the last one is a montage of red kryptonite stories to show the unpredictability and strange, spontaneous nature of red kryptonite, which does things. It just does things. It has an unpredictable effect every time it affects Superman at the end of the story. It makes his hair grow really long and his nails grow really long for no reason. And then crypto and supergirl have to help him shave it's stupid action number 267 august 1960 luthor brings hercules from the past through time to commit crimes where then hercules is like you're a criminal right this is this is bad stuff and he's like "Oops, you found me out and superman's like hey i'm sorry do you want to just like live at this time for a while because like just chill because you're a cool dude hercules is like that sounds like a plan and then of course falls in love with Lois Lane, and asks the gods for abilities to contend with Superman, and the story ends there, and we will continue in the next action comics. However, before that, the Superman Annual happens of 1960, and that's just a collection of Superman stories that have happened over the years, and that's a thing. Uh, They're all repeats of stories. Action Comics number 268, September 1960. Herc is back with the next story. And him and Superman fight it out for Lois. And then the gods uh, are like, stop being a jerk and using our powers for stupid stuff. Not like we haven't done anything like this in the past. Um, But do as we say, not as we do. And they take the powers away from Herc and they shove him back in time. And he doesn't remember anything. And Superman's like, cool, perfect. That didn't ruin anything for anyone.
0: And I think there is a point where they actually use the phrase... Herc the, Jerk, right? yeah,
1: Herc the Jerk. Yeah, Herc the Jerk. Superman number 140, October 1960. Bizarro and Bizarro Lois have a child that looks normal and not bizarro E. And they're like, oh, God, he's a freak. But we love him anyway, but we've got to protect him from the other Bizarros. And when the other Bizarros find out, they're like, that kid can't live here because we still don't like perfect things. And is like, I'll put him in space for a few seconds. So they think that he's gone. And then we deal with the stuff on the ground. And I come back. And it's all cool, except when he goes and deals with the stuff on the ground and then comes back after he protects Bizarro Lois, he realizes the baby's just gone. Because space is a wide, expansive cacophony of madness and terror. And the baby is now on Earth. And Superman's like, wow, that's a super baby. Um, I mean, I guess I'll take care of this thing. Hey, Kara, what if I put him in the orphanage with you? And you just take care of him as, you know, your secret identity. And then, like, we just raise this kid. And she's like, I guess we'll do that. And so... They raise the super baby pretty effectively. The kid's pretty okay. They keep him in the Fortress of Solitude for a while as well. And then Bizarro Lois and Bizarro are like, oh my God, he's on Earth. We have to go get him. Superman clearly stole our child because he looks like him and he wants to raise our kid. How dare he? And Bizarro shows up. He's like, give me my kid back. And and Clark's like, this is your kid? How do I know it's your kid? And, and Bizarro's like, screw you. Flies back to Bizarro World. And my worst case scenario is realized. Bizarro's like, let's get a let's get a lynch mob of Bizarro's to go to Earth. And I'm like, Well, that is the worst nightmare scenario I'll possibly imagine. That's DEF CON 1, right there, where oh, yeah. an army of Bizarros are now going to Earth to take Bizarro's son back. And Superman sees this, and he's like, Well, this can't be good. Um <laughs> So he goes to to Supergirl and he's like, hey. Give me the imperfect duplicate machine and throw a bunch of kryptonite into space. I got a plan. And imperfectly duplicates the kryptonite and artificially, I'm pretty sure, creates the first instance of this ever, blue kryptonite, which is Bizarro's canonical weakness.
0: I I didn't realize this would be carried forward. Yeah,
1: blue kryptonite is Bizarro's weakness, as well as (laughs) Ultraman's weakness from Earth, whatever, where the crime syndicate exists. But, um... Yeah, he makes blue kryptonite, which apparently may or may not be naturally occurring. So he fabricates a bunch of blue kryptonite, and he's like, piss off. And all the Bizarro's like, what is this madness? Because they only know about regular kryptonite, which they're immune to. And they're like, we are we gotta go. He's got a bunch of weird crap. And Bizarro's like, can I just have my kid back? And he's like, yeah, man. Like, You didn't have to like raise an army. I just wanted to double check this is your child. And <laughs> Kara accidentally, like fucks up the imperfect duplicate machine and it explodes and the Bizarro child turns into a Bizarro child and she's like oh well perfect it's his kid and he's like well here have your child Bizarro's like oh thanks Superman you're an okay guy he's like please stop trying to destroy things because you don't understand what other people are doing maybe don't run off the same laws of your world across from everyone that'd be great Bizarro's like I didn't understand any of that and goes back to Bizarro world <laughs> but in the meantime me back and at- learned nothing yeah I'm, me have learned lots <laughs> I don't Although think. Although
0: they, they don't do the uh the opposite. Thing. Yeah, they
1: don't do the opposite, but they just say like he just prefers things that are opposite to Superman, but they haven't had him start to speak opposite.
0: I love that that uh speaking quirk. I, when oh yeah. introduce it, I'm going to be so. I'm happy.
1: I'm excited for that. So when the imperfect duplicate machine exploded, it also made an imperfect duplicate of Supergirl. So now there's Bizarro Supergirl, and she's like, "Hey, that baby's mine." And Bizarro's like, "Who are you, bitch?" And it's like, yeah, double that. Who are you? And she's like, I'm his real baby, his baby mama. And everyone's like, this is all very confusing. And they fend off Bizarro Supergirl, who's like, I'm going to get my revenge. Lands on, a, on like an asteroid nearby Bizarro World where there's some blue kryptonite and dies. Yeah. Straight up Bizarro Supergirl dies. I'm not counting that against Superman because he didn't kill her intentionally. And he attempted to scatter the blue kryptonite, so it wasn't everywhere. It wasn't like he like made a, a planet to intentionally keep the Bizarros at bay. It was just like, oh shit, she landed in the wrong place. That was kind of like a, an ending of her making. And it's just a very weird story. Yep. So now it's, there's it's no the
0: same situation where it's uncomfortable, but not a day. Yeah,
1: a, a very uncomfortable, but not not necessarily a problem.
0: A very uncomfortable nothing.
1: Uh, yeah. Um. So yeah, that was just a lot. Action Comics number 269, October 1960. Lois gets a magic mirror that reveals everyone's true selves. And and as Clark stands in front of it, it shows that he's Clark Kent. When When he stands in front of it as Superman, it shows that he's Clark Kent. And she's like, ha-ha, got you. And he's like, well, shit, I guess I have to gaslight her. And makes a fake mirror, switches it out for the real mirror, and it shows her and him as, like, really ridiculous looking. And he goes like, oh, also, I guess the magic inscription lies to you. And she's like, well, this bullshit, and breaks the mirror. <laughs> immediately giving herself bad luck for the rest of her series, Superman's girlfriend, Lois Lane. And, <laughs> and, and he's a like, big mirror too. thank God. And he destroys the mirror in a volcano. And I'm like, you're not going to keep that in the Fortress of Solitude? But whatever. Like,
0: truth-telling seems like a useful thing. A
1: truth-telling mirror made by Merlin that was given to Lois by her uncle. I, you know, like I want to meet the uncle. I want to meet her, her uncle as well. But also, we keep seeing her sister, Lucy uh showing right up occasionally and I don't know if these are the first canonical appearances of Lucy Lane but apparently she could presumably she's showing up in Superman's girlfriend Lois Lane. Um but we Lois has a sister named Lucy. Uh Superman number 141 November 1960. This is the one that actually this is Siegel and this is the one that I really liked. Mm-hmm. Superman is teleported to Krypton pre-catastrophe meets his parents. And is employed by his father to work with him in a science shop. While on Krypton, he meets a beautiful actress who is immediately taken to him because he's not like any other man that she's met. Guess what her initials are? LL. uh, Because he can't have anything. The Mermaid Girl. Lana Lang. uh, Lois Lane. And now, Lila LaRole. Lila and Superman hit it off great. They're a loving couple. They are best friends with Superman's parents. It's kind of a back to the future sort of situation. Superman also makes sure that Jonathan and Martha Kent get together on Earth from Krypton in a very weird, bizarre thing. And the entire time Superman's here, he's trying to find a way to stop Krypton from exploding. While he's on Krypton, he eventually comes up with a way to get a lot of Kryptonians off of Krypton. But the place where they develop this magical mystery arc that they do this is Kandor. And midway through development of these multiple arcs to get people off of the planet, Brainiac steals Kandor, and now they're back to square one. Superman, while helping uh, Lila film one of her movies, is then accidentally knocked into a rocket that is real and is jettisoned off into space and he can't control it just as Krypton explodes. He now has his powers back because he's outside of the red sun radius and he flies back in time to get back to Earth and forever misses his time with his parents that he had that was very lovely, and his almost wife, because they said they were going to get married right Did when they... they f- not actually? I, I they said that. they were going to get married when they finished the movie. Oh, uh, okay. And, yeah, I liked it, because it was, like, kind of good. Like, it was well-written. It wasn't like, oh, my God, this is the best story we've ever read, but it was the best of these stories, I think. It's better than the Jimmy teleporting him back in time to Back to the Future, his parents thing. Yeah. If this was the first story that we had got with like Superman going back in time, I would have liked this a lot better. Yeah. It would have, it's it corny as hell. It, yeah.
0: It, and it felt contradictory about something that came up recently. Sure.
1: It's corny as hell. It's super silly, but it was sad. I think it had some of the best writing because there was even a whole panel with no words on it where it was just him and, Li- and, uh, and Lila kissing for the first yeah. time.
0: Uh, honestly, that felt, it felt out of place because how every, every other panel had at least some text in it. It didn't feel like an intentional beat. It was like, whoa, what happened here?
1: But I was like, situation? wow, like an but em- they didn't let it. Yeah, yeah, I was like, that's an emotional beat. That's the first time we've ever seen a panel without words on it, even without any narrative boxes on it. I was like, that's impressive. That's really cool, and I just I liked that. It was a good storytelling mechanic because it made you focus on that action number two seventy, November nineteen sixty. Clark dreams he's old when he reads Kara's. Report at the orphanage to just like check out the kind of story that she's writing, which is about her being Superwoman. And in his dream, everyone has forgotten about him, and uh, Lois is old, and Jimmy isn't head is the head of the Daily Planet. It's stupid. It's a boring, dumb, weird like dream. Yeah, it's a dream sequence. Yeah. It doesn't matter. There are a lot I'll of dream sequences. Too many dream sequences yeah. here Action number two seventy one, December nineteen sixty. Luthor tricks Superman into helping a fake alien race uh like restart some stuff on their planet and uh, while he's doing that Luthor attempts to steal all the world's nukes which is the deadliest thing Luthor has ever done next to Pacifo with dinosaurs. Like this is intense. He tries to steal the entire planet's supply of nukes. Um, of course Superman stops him. Superman number one forty two, January nineteen sixty one. This is it people we're at the home stretch. Crypto tries to set up Superman in Lois Lane. A dog along with a mermaid, and Jimmy Olsen, and I'm sure Supergirl at some point, we don't see that, but they mention it, which I mean I imagine happens to Supergirl, have all now attempted to set Lois Lane and Superman up. It's a lot of work. You'd think they'd get the hint. Superman, in, this, in the next story, Superman goes uh, back in time and arrests Al Capone, and he meets young Perry White and gives Perry White the scoop, completely erasing Elliot Ness and the Untouchables. From history. Super dumb. Um, a Kryptonian flame dragon runs amok on Earth, and there's a Batman cameo. Uh, as Batman helps Superman uh maintain a secret identity during the fire, just because the fire would burned off his Clark Kent guys and showed his Superman stuff underneath. And Batman just shows up to help. And they mentioned Batwoman, which makes me really eternally pissed off. Um, that we still haven't gotten like old back issues of Batman to look at Batwoman's first appearance also um I forgot to mention this there's an Aquaman cameo in Superman number 138 where he shows up and uh where it's Lori trying to get Superman to uh fall in love with Lois Lane like she knocks Clark into the ocean and uh, if he showed up as Superman to save the the ship he would be screwed so he telepathically can like com- communicates with Aquaman to save him and at this point I don't know if Aquaman's playing it up but Aquaman acts as though he doesn't know that Clark is Superman Hmm. and I don't know if Aquaman knows his secret identity I just know that Batman is Batman does so that is the end again we told you it was a lot boy howdy was it ever yeah there's a lot to unpack there there is some good in there that is definitely better than some of the Superman stories that we've read before
0: I think there's a very important word that I I want to bold and underline some, some, yeah, no, <laughs> a majority
1: of this. it, it It's a 60 40 split. 60% of this is just dumb and yeah. stupid and like meh. The 40% that was okay was not bad, yeah, it was not bad. It was, it was par for the course, it was better than Martian Manhunter, but yes. it didn't. Sh- it was, it was green arrow levels of like, well, that's cool. I'll agree with that, yeah. And
0: it, I, th- I think either because it was more imaginative or. It just stood out more from the dreck around it. Uh, there were a few moments where I legitimately thought, that's, that's actually really creative.
1: I yeah. Like that. There were definitely, there were, yeah, Wonder Woman, Green Arrow. It was very similar in the, in the quality of those other books. And I think that was um, okay. But there wasn't enough of that to make this read through <laughs> seem really like, wow, that stood out.
0: <laughs> All right. So in the first, superman story i think it was there's a bit about superman or it was uh someone trying to frame superman uh ripping up the transatlantic cable uh that's right yeah yeah to use it in order to save somebody but it's like man in the process of saving those guys superman just wrecked the shit out of the transatlantic cable so i was curious so i looked up the transatlantic cable and i first off i didn't realize like how far back it went uh 1858 uh and apparently it had taken a number of tries because they'd get it set up and then it'd get destroyed. They'd get it set up and then it get destroyed. But what really entertained me was the transcript of the first day of messages sent from Canada to uh, England during the test period. I'm just going to read you the transcript because it's, <laughs> it's, it's not quite extremely online, but it feels like a text message... Where you're just trying to organize something and your friend is not responding slightly. Uh, From Newfoundland to Valencia, August 10th, 1858. The first day. Uh, Time sent. Uh, I'm actually just going to read. I'm not going to say the times. It goes from 2.23 a.m. to 10.38 p.m. at night. Just in order. Repeat, please. Please send slower for the present. How? How do you receive? sense lower please sense lower how do you receive please say if you can read this can you read this yes how are signals how are signals do you receive please send something please send v's and b's adjusting signals how are signals
1: Oh, God. It was
0: like three days of trying to get it working before they finally got, like, a full reply back. Like, three there's day- a th- line in there where this is the fir- this is the first thing that was sent by this station. Then a couple lines later, this is the first thing that was received from this station. Ugh. Like, that's the thing. It was like a 10-day, like, ship, turn- ship uh, time to go from one end to the other. So, it's, it's not like, hey, I'm working on this connection. Let me call you and walk you through it. Yeah. It's... We said we were going to keep trying for this and let's just keep going. The best part is the first official message was from uh, Queen Elizabeth to, um, it wasn't, I think it was Taft. No, uh, I don't remember which, uh, U.S. president, but it was a congratulations, uh, message and it was long, it took 16 hours to send. Jesus. Because my guess is they weren't good at uh, Morse code yet, but I think there was also a lot of, like, repeat back and forth, like, did you get that? And, like, please repeat this chunk to make sure you got it correctly. And it's just, that blew me away. Wow. Just reading that transcript especially, it felt been there buddy yeah (laughs) i've done those uh middle of the night working with uh the engineers in china trying to get things working
1: yeah that's a lot of that's three days worth of the verizon can you hear me now (laughs) commercial
0: yep uh oh this was a good one uh there was an early superman story somewhere in uh where Clark was coming up with elaborate ways to avoid Lois realizing that he's Superman, and Lois so completely not believing he could ever be Superman that she doesn't even bother to check him. Yeah. It's just like, I I went to all this work to get this stuff ready. It's just like, it feels like a shitpost. I want to call out two things where uh, the comics fall short. Like, we've talked a lot about how this era of comics... We've commented less on racism, uh, homophobia. Well, homophobia has never been something that really comes up. Uh, misogyny. Yeah, we, have, uh, we haven't
1: seen a lot of homophobia at all, really. Yeah.
0: It just like that's not something they've even really joked about, which is a little odd. Uh, but the reason none of those things have really come up is just they don't come up in the stories. Like I think with uh, with Adam Strange, it was like. All these other, all these like foreign peoples look remarkably white, but that was kind of the extent of it. Yeah. Uh, and the same continues through here, but there were two particular instances. Uh, Lori the mermaid, when she's on land, uh, she disguises her, like she disguises her uh, fishtail by pretending to be disabled uh, and having a wheelchair. And wow, this is, her reintroduction is spectacular for how poorly it handles Oh, let's have the person who is disabled like be like immediately explain. Hi, my name is X and I am uh, I am disabled and use a wheelchair. Uh, The line is Thank you. As you can see, I cannot walk. I decided not to let it prevent me from leaving my native land to enter your college. As she is falling out of the wheelchair and Superman is catching her. Yeah. Yeah, it's no.
1: Thankfully, thankfully when she gets married, she never goes back to the wheelchair.
0: Yeah. It's it is a terrible it's not in I'm sure they didn't intend for it to be a representation of oh, sure. a disabled wheelchair using folks. Uh but who oh boy. There's if a diff- it were, yeah. this would be a terrible example of it. There's a difference between that and Barbara Gordon. Let's yeah. Just put it that way. Oh yeah. And uh, much power to every writer who made Barbara Gordon as Oracle such a good character. Yep. Uh the other the other thing that they do, uh, content warning, uh, they bring back quote unquote midgets. Uh, like, I, I know that's something that we as a culture have either decided or have more, probably more accurately caught on that that's not a word we should be using, but don't use it. And don't use little people as like your villains without any good little person, like actual honest good little person representation. Um, yeah, just, it's something that we, we kind of all know is our culture was not good about until recently. And even then it's still pretty shitty about it, but eh, wanted to call it out. Oh, this was interesting. Uh, complete change in subject. Uh, Lori and Superman also get a no text kiss.
1: That is true. Yeah.
0: So like they're like as stupid as this sounds, They're experimenting with not using narration boxes everywhere. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Emotional beats are cool. Thanks. We appreciate that. We appreciate seeing them.
0: Uh, There's actually, so this one was a little bit interesting. There was a point where Superman was pretending not had rigged it so that there was stuff that people thought was kryptonite that he wasn't affected by to kind of throw people off and he eats the kryptonite and then, years later in i think the 70s there will be a bit where superman demonstrating demonstrates that he isn't affected by kryptonite anymore by eating kryptonite so it's just kind of a visual motif that yeah. we'll see again and again and eating rocks <laughs> always a great idea but i mean it makes sense like that's one of the best ways to show like hey i'm not affected by yeah. this at all it's the ultimate no sell exactly yeah uh, but yeah it's a little entertaining um Oh, here's a little fun fact. So, at one point, Superman shows off for the Metropolis Rams. Like, there's a Metropolis Rams branded plane that is almost hit by something, and he shows off in front of them.
1: A ball that Titano throws.
0: Yeah, that's right. Uh, I don't know for sure that this is a reference, but it might be, because remember how at one point, way in the distant past, like in the, uh, I think... When he first debuted in action, before the first Superman comics, and probably even before like action number three or even, uh, Metropolis was kind of Cleveland. Yeah. Guess where the Rams were originally from? Cleveland Rams. Yep. Yep. For up until, only up until 1945, so even by this point in time, they were already in I think they were in L.A. by this point. They, they
1: were probably the L.A. Rams at that point, yeah.
0: All right. Uh, let's see. Other stuff I've got. This one just bugged me. So there was the story where uh, I think Luther was trying to... Yeah, Luther was forcing uh, Superboy and Superman to choose between Lois and Lara. Uh, Lana? Lana. Lana! Lana!
1: <laughs> what? Dangerous. Uh.
0: So especially on especially on the cover uh it's both lana and lois saying to choose them to be saved not to save the other person right and that that was that bugged the shit i mean it's like
1: really weirdly selfish
0: yeah in a story where like self in a story setting where self-sacrifice is almost always coded as oh this is the good guy thing to do uh It made them feel venal. Yeah. Uh, I really hated all of the. It was just a dream. Bits. So dumb. Sucked. Especially like especially when the when the story was a dream when the entire story was a dream it was annoying. Uh, Like the uh, oh I got old uh, story. But also there was the second part of the Bizarro story where the first third of that story was him imagining himself being transformed into a Bizarro and uh, goes back to Earth and everybody freaks out. Because, first off, okay, so there's two things there. First off is it was on the cover, so it felt like, okay. This is going to be important. Yeah, it was another one of those let's shoehorn the cover moment in. Uh, And second, Superman didn't learn the important thing from that, which was have some sympathy for
1: Bizarro. I don't think he didn't have sympathy for him. I don't think that was the problem. I think the problem was he was worried that no one would believe him when he went home. Superman felt bad for Bizarro to the point where he tried to help the entire planets have nice houses. This is getting a little more out
0: there on the limb and assuming some awareness and cultural awareness of the writers that they they don't have. Uh, It feels like the response to that is, oh, I see why they're not fans of the perfect white picket white picket fence scenario uh but again this is well
1: that was the thing was i don't think that was it so much as he saw people living in squalor and tried to fix their houses
0: i do think there were tones throughout that story of showing up and being like oh everybody wants to everybody should everybody wants to live in corporate gentrified housing Let's
1: see if i can find even what he says when he does that Nope, nope, you're right. One hundred percent. One hundred percent you're right. He he tries to teach them how to do it right. That's the line. Um I'll show them how to do things right by fixing those broken down homes. I'll have these homes all straight straightened out and looking neat and a jiffy. The owners will be pleased when they see the results.
0: And it's also like that's a that's a lens that I, I know I haven't cultivated well enough. It it looking at things from the perspective of colonization, uh, is something that it it is a cultural lens that I am not as good at. So it's good that we're having these conversations and sort of, is this a model that we should apply here? Right. Uh, and has its strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, (laughs) so this one, uh, this one was a little bit entertaining. Uh, I love, there's the bit where, uh, Superman, I don't remember when when it's the uh, the the atomic thermos uh, that the crooks leave during right. the tour of the uh, fortress of solitude, and all the like some of the Kandorians and like a command center are like wait they just left that thing there and it's a nuke we have to we have to get uh, Superman on the line. I really like the idea of a a scenario where Superman's guy in the chair is a bunch of super small Kandorians. Like somehow that visual of very enthusiastically serious miniature military folks calling out what's going on and watching his back. I like it. Yeah.
1: I like that Kandor was not just like forgotten.
0: Yep. Uh, I think I have one bit of pedantry that I need to get into in this one. And I try to limit it because I'm actually going to, in my recommendation i'm going to say a thing but i try not to be too pedantic about oh well this couldn't happen this was anachronistic just i try not to but i get one yeah and i'm going to use that one on the time where superman moved an entire sun with his super breath yeah i get to be pedantic about that that's
1: stupid (laughs) that was dumb
0: oh uh one bit of context uh So we mentioned like a lot of these stories were 1960. Uh, A while back, I called out that the anthology books like uh, Action and Adventure uh, start condensing down to just two stories instead of three. Uh, In the case of Action Comics, it goes from Superman, Supergirl, and Congorilla to just being Superman and Supergirl, each with longer stories. Uh, This happens in Action 262 in February of 1960. About a year after that, Adventure shifts to Superboy with a Bizarro backup. And a year after that, Detective Comics goes to Batman with a Martian Manhunter backup. Uh, and after a little while in this paradigm, uh, they start off with just having longer stories. And then they add in some more ads. So it's net longer stories per story with more ads in the, story, in the issue as a whole. Hmm. Uh, just want to remind people, like, I don't remember which episode I go into that a little bit more, but yeah, that change is happening now of longer stories and fewer, uh, longer stories and fewer stories per issue in the anthology books. Uh, Hopping back to Bizarro's for a minute. I really like that they were so consistent about bringing up and mentioning and then having it play off in plot. The fact that imperfect copies and being against perfection. Yeah. It works so well with the reveal of uh, the reminder of, Hey, your whole world is like a perfect sphere. Oh, well shit. Uh, I guess we do live on a perfect planet. Yeah. Uh, and then the, uh, imperfect copy of kryptonite makes blue kryptonite. It's like that, just that bit of, uh, intra universe logic it worked for me. Yeah.
1: I like no, I, I like I like the continued use of the imperfect duplicates.
0: Yeah. And one last thing that uh, I found interesting. Lois Lane gets to impulsively kiss a decent number of people throughout this story. Like, yeah. Not the, just Superman. Yeah. I think it's Superman, Hercules, and maybe one other... A guy like pretending to be Superman. Person. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's... Uh, she impulsively kisses the criminal who is... Convincing of, everyone to give up yeah. the atom Bombs.
1: One of one of Luther's guys. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and it's like I, I like the she gets at least that little bit of sexual agency. Yeah. Hooray! Go Lois and go writers for not being quite so awful. Yeah, she's
1: not evolving a bit. She's not gotten totally better, but she has evolved a bit. All right, are we moving to recommendations? I think so. So I got the beta of the DC Universe service. Yeah,
0: I want to hear about this.
1: Um. I, I like it. Uh, so there is a phone app for it. Oh, nice. um, so I have that. Um, it's also on the computers. I'm hoping it will make it on the home consoles like the Xbox and the PlayStation so I can, like, watch TV shows and whatnot on there. Um,
0: oh, wow. Yeah, there's probably no option to, like, stream the t- TV. Is um, there? there is. No, there <laughs> is if you have a
1: smart TV. <clears throat> it will. But it's the same uh, functionality um, that you would use, like, if you wanted to, like, when I stream my YouTube stuff to my xbox it's the exact same functionality where i just hit like what do i want to stream to this and it just goes to the tv so okay. it's really really simple and easy um they are trying out the comics library um you download the the comic and it goes onto your phone and then you can read it and it uses like the Comicsology sort of like smart read hmm. format so it like takes a panel and moves you through it. If you want to read like that, or you can read like regular pages, live action and animated movies, uh, TV series. Um, there's there is quite a bit of content, even in this beta test. They say that like the, the, I believe what they say in the comic section, which is really interesting, the full DC comics digital library will be available for purchase in October, which is next month when we're recording this right now. Um, But it's alphabetical. Like they've got like teasers for some things again because this is a beta. But they've got like the 1990 Starman series, the first issue of 52, um, a lot of really good stuff.
0: Not entire series, right? Well, just it's the beta. Okay. So this
1: isn't the full thing. So they're trying out how everything works. They're also trying to convince you to like do this. Um, But for TV shows, an example uh, of things that they've got as far as TV goes. Lois and Clark, Constantine, Wonder Woman, The Adventures of Superboy, Flash, Birds of Prey, Human Target, Superman, uh, The Adventures of Superman, the 1952 television series from 1952 to 1958, Superman from 1948 to 1950. For animated series, these are again, just in the beta, Young Justice, Batman, The Brave and the Bold, Teen Titans, Batman, The Animated Series, Superman, The Animated Series, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, Batman Beyond, Superman, The Max Fleischer Cartoons,
0: oh oh yeah the
1: entire series of static shock huh super friends the 1970 from (laughs) 1973 to 1985 and the legion of superheroes from 2006 to 2008 um movies it just goes on and on and on and on they have all the dc animated shorts that they were playing for the dc power hour so dc nation shorts superman of tokyo riddle me this uh doom patrol DC's uh, world's funniest, the Animal Man shorts that had weird owls, the voice from Animal Man, which was great. What? Oh yeah, those were hilarious. That's amazing. Um, Batman Beyond shorts. Uh, just a whole lot of fun stuff here. Uh, really, really, really cool stuff. Just for for the digital video content alone, there's a lot there. There's also an encyclopedia.
0: Ooh nice for
1: pretty much everybody haven't gone into how detailed it is
0: links from there into comics
1: haven't yeah i haven't delved as deeply into this as i could because well i do this podcast and why would i um but there's a lot so when it comes out for public use i would do a month subscription just to check it out see if it's worth your while it's worth its weight in gold for us um so there's a lot that i would uh that i like and i think that's kind of cool um thanks dc and uh i can't wait to get the full version of this and see just how in-depth it goes
0: all right on my end uh my recommendation i'm just gonna breeze through my recommendation because i have an anti-recommendation uh my recommendation is bojack horseman uh my girlfriend my girlfriend and i were gonna go to the ren fair over the weekend uh and then she tweaked her back and not not bad but enough that it was like that would be a bad idea Let's hang around, play Minecraft, and watch BoJack Horseman. Uh, So we did. It's a good season. Watch it. Uh, What I'm not going to recommend? I'm not a fan of movie sins or cinema sins. Cinema sins.
1: Yeah, those guys are. Those guys are weird. (laughs) Like
0: credit where it's due, they found a model that uh, that works. I'm hoping they. I hope they enjoy it. It definitely gets a lot of clicks. Uh, Every time I open YouTube in a fresh browser. Uh, That is one of their videos is in there in the list of popular things. But, man, I feel a little weird the times where I get pedantic or I bring up, here is some random trivia, like uh, talking about the first day of uh, Telegraph stuff. But, man, that level of pedantry, often, it feels like often... Wrong or not accepting the logic of the universe yeah. and uh, trying to apply the, all the the exact logic of the real world uh, and especially real world physics uh, and especially it being a non stop string of negative things unless they're doing one of their uh, movie wins which well that's not what they're best known for it's no. cinema Sins. it just yeah it's a w- grind to watch for I, for not know, being
1: entirely constructive. It's just a bunch of guys complaining about stuff that they see in movies. It's like if you were trying to talk about like, hey, this is how we do it differently so that Mm -hmm. it worked. That'd be different. But CinemaSins specifically is like, look how stupid this movie is. And it's like, all right, cool.
0: There are certain styles of YouTube commentary that I am not a fan of.
1: Yeah. So we have some plans to catch the rest of these people up. We might be doing some twofer episodes because it's only a year for some of these other characters. And we can get through some of those pretty quickly. So we're going to be doing that. Then we get to Justice League. We're going to take a big bite out of Justice League and move forward. Get some new characters, some more new characters like Hawkman and Adam Strange. And uh, see where we go from there. So we will see you all next time. DC
0: Detectives can be found on SoundCloud and iTunes.
1: To stay in the know, check out our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and dcdetectivespodcast.com. We booked a flight out of Metropolis after watching Superman fend off imperfect duplicates and clones across time and space. While the Man of Steel was stranger than fiction at times, he was definitely coming into his own and establishing his identity in the Silver Age. Central City was only a couple hours away by plane, so I decided to take a nap, and hoped I wouldn't have nearly as many harrowing dreams as Superman had endured.